You are now tuned in to the Shape the Culture podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host. My name is Malcolm White. You are now tuned in to our sermons. I hope that you find something that you can really connect to in this message that we're about to get into. Subscribe on shapetheculture.org so I can send you our weekly motivational messages every Monday morning. Um, just let me know how you guys are feeling about this. I look forward to your feedbacks and your comments every week. Make sure you drop me a review. You can hit me up on Instagram at shape the culture. Um, and I just really want this to be a collaborative process with everybody tuning in. If you listen to our first message, then you already know, but we are continuing our strategic faith series. Last week, we talked about builders build. This week, we are going to be talking about manifest vision, having the clearest vision, the clearest vision possible. That's what manifest vision is all about. This week, I really want to expand our minds and I want us to think about what it means to really have vision, you know, like what it takes to have a plan and to have a dream. And, you know, many say that as millennials, like we are the generation of dreamers. People say that we're the generation that has big dreams. We want to take over the world. We're the generation of changers. This means we have people in our generation that are focused. They are diligent. They are creative. But let's Let's think about this. Let's think about this. There's another side of our generation that we that we have to be willing to acknowledge. There's a side of our generation that's that's really filled with those that have dreams, but how many of us can admit that sometimes we lack with execution? Like we have a problem executing our dreams. We're the generation like we we talk, like we talk all the time. Like we're always talking about, "Oh, I want to do this." And, "Oh man, let me go do this." And, "Bro, girl, yo, hit me up. Like, let's work on this." We have vision, but sometimes we just don't always understand the process. We don't know how to fulfill these big plans that we have in our head. And, and you know, that's okay. That, that That's something that we have to be willing to acknowledge so that we can work on it. The first step they always say is acceptance. There's a truth to that. So this week, I want to talk about manifest vision. Like I said, manifest vision is all about having a clear vision because it, it, is, it is one thing to have vision, but it's something completely different to have clear vision. So let's talk about clear vision. Clear vision allows us to have strategic faith because with clear vision, not only do we know what we want, but we can actually formulate how to get there. See, when we have manifest vision, we're able to put together a process on how to get from point A to point B. Manifest vision is going to be heavenly. It's a revelation directly from God that allows us to walk ordered steps and provides us with direction. If if you tuned in last week, you remember, but if not, I talked about builders building and faith being more of an action than anything. So when we have faith being an, as an action, that means it's our responsibility to move towards accomplishing our goals. As we dream about the future, we have we all have in our heads an ideal lifestyle or situation we would like to find ourselves in. We can believe that our dreams will come to fruition with all of our heart and all of our soul. But this belief, this faith has to move us towards action. And it's when our beliefs align with our actions, that's when I believe God starts to open us up to receive revelation and provide us with manifest vision. And so the story that this week that we're going to examine from the Bible 
comes from the Old Testament. We, we, we're going to dive back into the Old Testament and we're going to get into the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a Jew, but he was also a cut barrier to the Persian king. And he was in a safe and comfortable position. And at those at that time, there were Jews that were in exile. They were being persecuted. But Nehemiah was living like royalty. But Nehemiah also had a calling on his life. He was called to lead and to help people, help restore his people from their situation, from, from their disaster. He had this vision that he received of, of being somebody that was going to literally shape the culture for his people in the world around him. So we're going to get into that. And our reading, our first reading, our first part of our reading is going to come from the book of Nehemiah. We're going to go to chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. And it reads like this. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of the king, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Then the king with the queen sitting beside him asked me, how long will your journey take and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, May I have letters to the governors so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah? And may I have a letter to the keeper of the royal park so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will a copy? And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. So I went to the governors and I gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. Nehemiah's problem is that the walls of Jerusalem are broken down and the gates are burned down. God has placed the task, this vision of rebuilding the walls and gates on Nehemiah's heart. He, he has the vision inside of himself. He can see it. He knows that this is what he is called to do. But what he has to conquer is accepting the responsibility of this seemingly impossible mission. For this to happen, though, for this to become a reality, Nehemiah has to relieve himself of his royal duties and gather the resources needed to be successful. And even though this mission was placed in his heart, he hasn't been provided yet with instructions on how to move forward. He, he has the vision, but it, it's not all the way clear. He just knows that there's something that he must do. He must go. And so we're going to get into my first point. The first step to being provided with manifest vision is to know what you want. See, Nehemiah knew that he wanted to leave his position of being a cupbearer 
He wanted to go to the city of Judah and he wanted to rebuild the gates and the walls that had been burned and broken down. Knowing this, he knew that he needed the king's approval before anything else. That was, that was his first step. That was his first obstacle. But how does the cupbearer explain to the king that he wants to leave, go to the city of his ancestors, the very people that are in exile and being persecuted, and repair their homeland? He wants to save them. What he was asking for was a wild request. But Nehemiah knew that's what he wanted. That is, that's the only thing that he was focused on. Absolutely. And by knowing what he wanted, he was able to be confident with his request. See, I believe that Nehemiah knew that his vision was bigger than him. He knew that it was bigger than the king. Nehemiah's vision was for the world. He knew that he was doing something that would impact the world. He was asking to... He was asking and seeking to shape the culture around him. He was seeking to make amends and follow the spirit of God that was that was living and breathing inside of him. And so with this faith, with this belief, Nehemiah was able to go communicate to God and God was able to communicate through Nehemiah. He approached the king and he answered him straight. When the king asked him, what do, what do you want? He said, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Then he was able to answer the king's follow-up questions with certainty. He knew what he wanted and he knew that what he was asking for was right and just. He believed in what he wanted and he allowed that belief to push him to move forward with action. And so we begin to see the first part of Nehemiah's manifest vision. We start to see his clarity form and unfold when he knew with certainty how much time rebuilding the walls and gates would take. He was able to set a time for the king and let the king know how much time he was going to take and how long it would take him to get back. Then the next part of his vision became clear when he knew what to ask for from the king after receiving the king's approval. Here, here we see that as Nehemiah was stepping out on faith, following his belief, his convictions, God was making the path for him to walk. God was working with Nehemiah as Nehemiah continued to work with God. With, with each leap of faith that Nehemiah was taking, God was taking care of the obstacles before him. Before he was scared, he was sad in front of the king. He had no idea what the king's response was going to be. He could have ended up in a, in, a, in a horrible situation with the king demanding for his execution because of treason. He could have ended up without a job and sent into exile with the rest of the people that he was literally trying to save. Things could have gone left very fast. But even though through all this, Nehemiah received the approval he was looking for and he was still placed in a dangerous situation. Because now that Nehemiah was given the okay to complete his task, now he had to deliver. We, we find Nehemiah in the next part of the story headed towards the burned down gates and the broken down walls. He is now able to see just how great of a mission he has brought apart upon himself. And so the second part 
of having manifest vision is being prepared for what you ask for. And we, and we get to see, and it's interesting because we get to see Nehemiah being ready for what he asked for in multiple ways. Like I said, first, Nehemiah was ready to provide the king with a confirmed time of how long his mission would take. Then Nehemiah was ready to ask for letters to provide to the governors of the town he was headed towards. And then finally, he was ready to ask for letters to gather the necessary resources needed to complete his mission. And so like, we can see that being ready means that you have to start planning ahead of time. If you're going to have the faith to believe in a dream or a goal, then you need to start preparing yourself to receive what you are hoping for. You have to make sure that when, when the gracious hand of God delivers what you have been asking for, that you are prepared for it, just like Nehemiah. Because if you're not ready, then you'll miss the moment. To have manifest vision, to have clarity, to receive clarity, for your vision to be clear, you have to stay 10 steps ahead. You have to be planning ahead of time. You have to be willing to accept your faith, to be confident in your faith. Nehemiah would not have been successful if he didn't have the forethought to detail out what he needed to be successful. We read that Nehemiah was sad in the king's presence. He was, he was troubled in his mind by the task laying ahead of him and the condition of his people. But even through his sadness, Nehemiah planned ahead and prepared himself for God to turn things around. This is what faith calls us to do. Your belief must be stronger than your negativity. And this belief has to push you to plan for preparation. Nehemiah's sadness brings up another point that I want us to pay attention to. Your manifest vision, your clarity is going to come directly from God. The clarity of your purpose will be revealed through the spirit of God living inside of you. Your divine mission because it comes from God, the spirit of God that lives inside of you, it's going to inspire you to push through your sadness, the doubt, the negativity, the worry, the anxiety. When you know that you know, and you know that God has placed something inside of your heart for you to accomplish, you will work towards it no matter what. We have to let our faith be our confidence. We have to rest assured that even when we feel down, isolated, set up for failure, that God has and is making the way for us. And so now I want to continue Nehemiah's story. And I, and I want to jump down to, we're still in chapter two, and I want to read you guys verses 11 through 15. And they read like this. So I arrived in Jerusalem. Three days later, I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out through the valley gate past the jackal's well and over to the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burned gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. So though it was still dark, I went up to the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. And so we see that after Nehemiah makes his request known to the king, receives approval, heads on his way. And as he's on his way to actually manifest his vision, before he could accomplish his goals, 
Nehemiah did something that was very important to me. He spent time alone, focusing, praying, preparing, waiting for God to make his vision even more clear. Remember, Nehemiah was walking with ordered steps. He he was following the path made for him. And, And through this, he understood that patience was the key to his process. Nehemiah could have got straight to the ruined city walls and burned down gates and started barking out orders, working from sunup to sundown. He already had everything he needed. He had the authority given to him by the king, resources at his disposal. He even had direct confirmation from God. But even then, Nehemiah found it necessary to wait and, and not tell anybody. And so the my last point about having a manifest vision and actually manifesting your vision is that you want to see it with a clear eye view. We want to be able to build with clarity. Nehemiah up to this point had never seen just how much damage he had to repair. Think about it. He had never been there before. He didn't know exactly what he was going to be dealing with. Everything he heard was through talk and through rumors. He was dealing with images instead of clarity. But faced with the immense task before him, Nehemiah took the proper time to console God and wait for God to make his vision even clearer. Sometimes we have the vision. We can see it. We we can believe that we just know exactly how it's going to plan out. But until we're in the situation, until we're in the thick of it, we just don't know. We have to be willing to be patient and to allow our patience to give us time to process and God to make our vision even clear. When you're being strategic with your faith, you're going to have to find this balance. You can plan, you can innovate, you can create all you want, but faith requires us to wait on God. Faith causes us to be patient and understand that God's timing can disrupt our plans at any time. Part of our planning has to be being prepared for anything that comes our way. Even if you're 10 steps ahead, you still don't know. We can try and think of all the potential problems and obstacles with faith, but that's the truth. Sometimes we will just never know. God's plan will prevail overall. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you made it all the way to this to the ending, first I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. But I want you to remember to have strategic faith. And I want you to remember that builders build, but builders also know that they have to be patient, that they have to be strategic, that they that they have to be 10 steps ahead, and that they need clarity. You can't build a house. With, with no idea of what you're doing, of no idea of where to put the walls and the floor and the roof and the rooms and the bathrooms. You have to be able to build with clarity. That, that's what I want us to get from this message, from, from the lesson of Nehemiah, of, of waiting till we have a clear eye view on how to manifest our vision. And that comes from taking leaps and steps of faith and working with God and waiting on God and following the convictions that God has put us in our heart. The spirit of God living inside of you will lead you on the right path.
So again, I want to thank you for listening to the second part of our strategic faith series, Manifest Vision. Remember, you can subscribe on shapetheculture.org. Leave me a comment, some feedback, a review. I appreciate it all. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Next Monday, we're coming right back with part three of our strategic faith series. I'm out.